Welcome to Dr. Warwick's podcast channel. Warwick is a practicing cardiologist and author with a passion for improving care by helping patients understand their heart health through education. Warwick believes educated patients get the best health care. Discover and understand the latest approaches and technology in heart care and how this might apply to you or someone you love. Hi, my name's Dr. Warwick Bishop and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast and videocast station and I'd like to welcome you to part four of Dan's journey. So welcome back, Dan. Thanks, Warwick, and happy to be here. <laughs> Look, uh, for those who may have missed part one, two and three, in a nutshell, Dan is a man who was 44 years of age when he came to see me. We found he had significant coronary artery disease. He ended up having bypass grafting and we've just got to the end of his hospital stay at the end of part three. So I'd really like to talk about getting out of hospital and getting into rehab and returning to normal life. So Dan, about how many or how long after the surgery would you say you started to feel normal again? I'd, I'd say the first four weeks I felt definitely abnormal. And um, as I alluded to earlier, um, I had the leg infection, so I was immobile, I had the liver issues, so I was on a lot of medication. Um, and that was a challenging four weeks. And it was somewhere closer to the six to seven weeks in that I suddenly felt, well not suddenly, but I, I felt that I could sit up and get out of bed without using a rope and I could walk to the beach. And I'd say my rehab and my return to, I guess you'd say normality, um, started from about six weeks onwards. Okay. So the first first four to six weeks was um, just absolute recovery and really no rehab. And then after the six weeks, that's when I was like, that was the next stage, the next stage of recovery, which was going from, um, you know, surgery and um, immobility to a return to normal. In that four-week period, are there any hints or tips that you'd offer someone who might have that ahead of them was there some, you mentioned uh, sort of in a humorous way the constipation that yeah. can be associated with pain control and mm. surgery but so obviously having a close eye to making sure you're regular mm. in that department but were, were there any uh, anything that you learned that you'd advise people to be aware of um i think the biggest thing is it will get better that's what I found. And I didn't know at the time just how long it would be or the recovery. And I, I must admit, I, it was going slower than I had planned and projected. Having the liver issue and the um, leg infection meant that I was kind of recovering from three things rather than just the um, mm. actual chest surgery. And um, looking, looking back now, because there wasn't a lot of progression in that period that I felt, but it did get better. And I would say that from six weeks on, and I have heard that from six weeks on, that's kind of when the, the bypass has kind of recovered. The, um, so internally, my, my physical recovery from the actual heart surgery was um, progressing and it progressed well. That's when I suddenly felt able physically and motivated to start um, it certainly wasn't intensive, but to start the rehabilitation program progress. What, what stage 
because you went through a formal rehab program which was run through the hospital where you had your surgery at what stage post-surgery did you start that program it was probably six to eight weeks that i did that um and that was um that was a really good um it was a really good program that they offered um that i'd strongly encourage anyone to do did your wife attend for any of those sessions or are the partners invited to those partners are sessions? invited i um katie didn't come to any of those um it wasn't really because she didn't need to or any particular reason i, I went to the first one on my own and um she was back at work and it coincided that she was at work so it was um she couldn't make the first one and i, I think i felt and we both felt that uh, in for my personal journey and our journey together um, I was getting enough out of that on my own and she didn't need to come to that okay. one. Um, there were other partners that did attend it and um, obviously there's benefits from, you know, from, from them attending, but we didn't feel that was necessary in our way. Um, what I got out of that, there's two, two parts of that rehab program. They, they do a um, exercise, you know, a structured exercise regime which mm-hmm. lasts just under an hour and then there's a group discussion and a little bit of theory on uh, recovery from heart disease and lifestyle and um, medications and things like that. So it's kind of a bit of a theory and a practical. Um, I got a really good program off them for just basic heart recovery exercises and because I have a gym at home, not a great gym, but <laughs> let's call it a room with a couple of weights, um, that gave me a um, you know a structured kind of exercise regime that I could then do every day. So I could walk every day for an hour and I'd walk about 10k a day, nice and slow on the beach, and then I'd spend an hour in the gym, just doing really low weights, low intensity, just slightly increasing it every week. Um, that, as I said, started from about six to eight weeks on, and and once I did that, every day was better than the day before. Yeah, okay. My recommendation to people is to be very cautious about the sternal sternal wound or the chest wound where the bones are as you said before, cobbled together with a bit of fencing wire. Mm. I often advise my patients to do as little as possible until they've hit about 90 days to allow um, that bone to knit as well as possible. Presumably there were some precautions that they advised you around the same space? Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, um, the the exercise regime, I should say, is like using uh, one kilo yeah, one okay. kilo weights with the arms. There's absolutely no yeah. movement of the chest. It's a very low um, speed on an exercise bike or walking on a treadmill. So um, definitely not a um, elite kind of program or a CrossFit style uh, conditioning. It was um, very low intensity. It was really just to just to even get the heart rate up to 100, 110 beats. Like n- nothing significant at all. Um, and a huge focus on um, keeping the chest um, stable. Stable, mm. yeah, absolutely. So the rehab went for several weeks. Yeah, their their rehab. Um, the the rehab I did, I I believe I went to four or five sessions. But for me, it was over eight weeks. I returned to work for a little bit, and there was also an Easter break, so I missed a couple over that. 
Um, they were really flexible in how they offered it. It wasn't like you must come one, two, three, four weeks in a row. So mine, mine with them um, was the four or five sessions, but it was over an eight-week period. So by the end of it, by, by my last rehab session, I was, um, I think, 12, 13 weeks in, which is where they start saying you can start to put a little bit of um, pressure on your, on your chest. And uh, Yeah, 12 weeks is what, that 90-odd day mark, yeah, isn't that's it, right. thereabouts? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I thought, yeah, I can start going for jogging again and um, start going surfing again. Certainly not in the big waves, but uh, paddling around a little bit. So you've been surfing again? I have been surfing again. Um, haven't ventured anywhere too too um, too scary or anything like that. But, um, but did the chest feel clicky or? No, there's, I've, I've got rock solid. Yeah, I've got rock solid now. Um, <laughs> That's the, fantastic. The only the only thing I feel in my chest is a little bit of the nerve damage um, from the from the surgery. Um, which, which would be unavoidable. It's unavoidable, and it it will be there for a long time. Yeah. maybe forever. But physically now, and like as I went for a run with you today um the the i don't feel any physical concerns or issues from from the surgery and what are we now it must be um mid-february is when i had the surgery so okay. um july so february march april may june july five months later and um, i'm leaving I'm, me behind running well <laughs> i'm phys- physically now and emotionally feel like i'm like at the very latter stages of my recovery. You feel like you're through it now? I do. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. How have you been with the tablets? All well, good? I have no issues with yeah, the tablets. I, I, I have no noticeable side effects. Um, clearly from the blood tests I had and when I re- reintroduced them, they weren't involved with any of the liver issues I had. So I take them daily, every evening, diligently. Um, yeah, no... I, I would say I don't have any positive effects or negative effects on them. Like they, they really have no side effects that, I, that I'm aware of. I think that um, that's an interesting comment, no positive effects, no negative effects. The, the reality is that a lot of our preventative medications don't make you feel any different. Mm. They actually just prevent something that you wouldn't know would occur because they've prevented it from happening. Well, that's right. That's <laughs> so, right. So, yeah. so the fact that nothing happens can actually be that the tablets that, are That's working. exactly it. I'm, I'm fully... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I know that they're having a positive effect. <laughs> but but it is a, it is a, it's an important space because I, yeah. I, I get people back year after year after year after year mm. complaining about taking their tablets. And mm. I say, well, they're clearly working because yes. you're coming back year after year. Mm. <laughs> but it, so I'm... So it's really, it's great that you uh, got through the rehab. Mm. It's really good that the tablets are well tolerated because mm-hmm. they, they do work. They do. Um, and it's great that you feel like you're through this whole process. Mm. I mean, this has been an extraordinary journey. And for actually, if you haven't heard um, all four parts of uh, this journey of Dan's, then I really encourage you to go back and have a listen because uh, it's through thin threads that... Uh, we can find an alternate universe and your alternate universe may not have been quite as good. No, no, um, I have no, um, well, I'm 100% sure that at some stage in this calendar year, if I had no, none of the prevention or preventative measures, um, I'd have suffered a heart attack and um, who knows where that would have left me. If, just reflecting on your own journey in, in, 
the opportunity to share with people who are listening what what advice what comments would you make to people based on your own experience and I'll, I'll mention again that Dan was 44 years of age turned 45 during the time he was doing rehab um, a proactive approach and I was very fortunate to receive that from pretty much every medical practitioner along the way a proactive approach um, from getting my bloods tested, cholesterol, seeing a cardiologist, doing the scanning, um, like not being blasé about it, just taking a, um, you know, doing all the scanning and everything will save your life. And that's what it did for me. Yeah. It's extraordinary, really. It is. Yeah. Um, before I get all emotional, <laughs> I'm going to thank Dan again for sharing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I'm so appreciative of everyone along the way that's helped me because um, I'm here having a run today and having a conversation with you and it could have been vastly different. So thank you. All right. Thank you again, Dan. For those listening, I really do hope you got a lot out of Dan's journey as I did. Till next time, keep well from the Healthy Heart Network. Hoping you live as well as possible for as long as possible. Take care and bye for now. You've been listening to another podcast from Dr. Warwick. Visit his website at drwarwickbishop.com for the latest news on heart disease. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave us a review.